everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Raw Show with Michael McDonald. I'm a very special guest. We have Katia Rasanin joining me today. Katia, thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So Katia is a spiritual counsellor, speaker and author. She's dedicated to helping her clients break free from blocks so they can magnify their impact and share their message with more people. She's got a very pragmatic approach combining a spiritual awareness with a lot of the coaching strategies that she has and it helps her clients get results fast. Everything from getting their first coaching contract to supporting a 1.5 million launch. So she's got the, the skills with a small and the large scale, which is cool. So Katya, thought we'd start with a bit about you. So could you share with me and our listeners where you were born and what it was like for you growing up? Yeah, let's start from the beginning. So I'm originally from Finland, if you wonder where this accent comes from. But I always have known that I'm a traveler. So when I was six years old, I made a declaration to my mom that when I'm grown up, I'm going to move abroad. And I did. I have been living in Spain. I have been living in UK, US, Australia. And right now I'm I'm in in Spain again, in Marbella. And when I was growing up, I was growing up in a countryside close to nature. And my mom was already at that point, like putting seeds into the ground, like talking to me about intuition, talking about dreams. And that came my everyday life. Like people could just know things. And that was kind of the start of my spiritual path and I see as my mom was my first spiritual teacher but then I got into the normal life I was going in to school and learning things and kind of wanting to forget wanting to be normal wanting to fit in and During the teenage years, though, I went through a a tragic event that really changed my life. And it really made me think about the purpose, why we are here, and what's the meaning of all this. Because I lost a loved one. My first boyfriend uh, took his own life. And that was an event that then put me to a very dark place for years. And I needed to find a reason for myself to continue. Because you might remember your first love and like the depth of the emotion and like it felt like part of me died as well. And I just needed to find a way away from the darkness and I, I was very close to um, take my own life because it was so overwhelming and it was just something I had no tools those t- days I was 16 so I didn't really know how to handle the grief and the sadness and all the questions of why and since I have a very strong strategic, strategical mind which wanted to find answers, 
I started seeking the answer why we are here, what's the purpose of all this? And that led me again to the spiritual path because that was the only way to find answers because the human mind couldn't give me the answers I needed to understand the reason. But that journey took for a while because in the beginning I did not want to have help. But bit by bit, I started to finding teachers and people who kind of started sharing and opening my eyes to see something that was beyond this, this, what I could see with my human eyes. And yet though, then there was a moment I was like, mm, let me still go back to the so-called traditional route. I studied business administration and marketing and I worked in uh, sales. I worked in banking. I, I was kind of building up my corporate ladder, but there was this calling and yearning inside of me to do something different. And it wasn't until um, I had to go through some challenging life experiences again, like my mom was terminally ill and my sister was going through a divorce when I was like, okay, I want to have some tools to support them and support myself as well going through this. And I found a school that is Holistic Healing College in London. And I went there to study and I studied to become a spiritual life coach. And there was something of the word spiritual that I felt drawn into. Uh, I considered other life coaching options as well, but there was something on this spiritual life coaching that I was like, that's what I want to study. And I got my certificate from there and I was like, there is something more that I want to study. I want to learn more. And that led me then to study spiritual psychology i studied master's degree in university of Cali santa monica in california and that opened my eyes even more to see life from soul's perspective and now i'm as a spiritual counselor that's what i'm helping people to do i normally work a lot with the business owners and helping them to find ways to break through blocks because sometimes we might experience we have this dream we have this calling but then things don't turn out exactly how we want to and we try and try again and we are like what's wrong with me so then i can help them to see the block in a different perspective maybe and helping them to break through that so they can create the impact and income they they desire and the life they want to live and feeling the fulfillment of purpose so so that is my life story in a very short time period but, <laughs> <laughs> so i think i covered the main point so so that's me. That's my journey. I imagine there's there's a few people that, that might hear the word spiritual and they might have some pre 
sort of inbuilt notions about what that is. I mean, we all use certain words. I mean, I know things like spiritual and and mindfulness tends to tends to cause people to to almost shrug it off or not really take it that seriously. At least in in some of the the circles that you know people do hang out in. But what what would you define being spiritual as? Just so we can have some some clarity around what it means for you. Yeah, and I totally get that. I just want to comment when I started studying spirit, spiritual life coaching, I worked in a business environment in a bank. And <laughs> when I shared that, I got a lot of confused looks. So for me, spiritual means just to be more connected, that there is something bigger than us. There is like a purpose why we are here. And when we are connected to that purpose, it just makes much more sense to be here and seeing life from also like, if you, another word that can be scary is the soul. But if you see life from soul's perspective, that there is a like higher level of you, let's say that way, that would know more than the human mind that you have right now that that can help you and support you to move forward with ease. So that's for me is more, it's the spiritual. It's for me, it's not religious. It is, there is some similarities, but for me, it's more being connected and having this sense that there is a purpose, there is a meaning in life. Did you try to solve you know, the, a lot of the circumstances that you were in? Did you try to solve them using other means? Did you try anything different or were you always drawn to the idea of the spiritual side? I was always drawn towards the spiritual side and that was most likely my coming from my mom and her way of dealing things and dealing challenging things that she went through in her own life. Like I had a big brother who passed away two years before I was born. So she was dealing also with a lot of grief and loss. And her way to deal with that was more tuning into the spirit, spiritual realm and help having help from there to be able to continue here. So for me as well, that felt more the way for me because I did try. I did try to, like with my mind, making sense why these things happened to me, but I just couldn't find the answer. Right. So did, did you ask any questions in particular? Because I know from the other guests that I've had on and from my own experience as well is that we often have certain moments when we do like start to question things like yours were, you know, I mean, I, I don't really want to repeat it just in case, but there's, there's a lot of, of things that do occur to us. That means that we start to question ourselves. We start to question who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. We start to like reflect and really analyze 
our lives in a lot of different ways and we ask ourselves <clears throat> certain questions but what questions did you use to try to solve these things before you then decided this is just not going to work i need to try something else so my big question was why why this happened why i'm here why i need to go through this it was like having some kind of reason, having some kind of explanation. And especially when a loved one leaves with the suicide, um, there is a lot to do with this. It's a choice. And then like leaving the people who are left behind, oh, that was my experience. It's kind of like, why? Like, what is the reason behind that? if there would have been an explanation or a note, it might have been a bit more easier to understand. And there was none. So it was kind of coming, it came for me out of blue. I didn't see the signs that time. Of course, now when I look back and reflect, yes, there could have been signs, but when, it, when I was 16, I did not see them. And and so the why was my question. And sometimes I still ask in different perspective because I, I, I have a strong mind. So it always goes with this why, why, why questions and uh, trying, to, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out, uh, trying to draw a map how to move forward. So it seems like you, you were trying to, to move forward at a lot of different stages and a lot of different parts of your journey there was always element of well i've got to i have to move past it i've got to get through it somehow and it seems like the, the spiritual side certainly provided that for you so what was the what was the first the first couple of steps that you made after discovering the idea of, of the spiritual side one of the big things was letting go of the plan that I had and that was quite scary. I was working in the bank and building my career there and then I felt this calling to start studying spiritual life coaching and it came so strong and I was like yeah but I have this plan i have worked so hard to be become a supervisor and there was doors starting to open to a next next level and now i just want to let that go and jump to do spiritual life coaching so it was the, one of the first things was to let go and trust that inner calling that i had and I did resist. I was like having these doubts and like, that's crazy. Like, why would I do that? And where comes the next paycheck if I leave the steady job? But then my body started to say, well, you better listen. You better go and follow that calling of yours. And I actually started to having a stress symptoms. I started to have pain in my chest 
And when you have a pain in your chest, you kind of start taking it seriously. I went to a doctor, they did all the kind of tests and they were like, mm, we can't see any signs like your heart is okay. So it's a stress related symptom. And I was like, oh, so that really pushed me then to make the decision and say that I'm, I'm starting to walk this other path. It might be road less traveled, but that's the direction where I'm heading. So how did you then decide to, what was the process that you went through when you were trying to then turn around and help other people with this? Because I know there's a lot of people that go through a process themselves, they, they experience a lot of transformations in their own lives and then they turn around and help others. But what was your journey like and what was that tipping point when you decided maybe I can help others? That has always been, I kind of call myself service soul. I always want to serve others. People have come to me always asking advice and or support. And that's very natural for me. What I struggled with is then, even though I have the strong mind, but then like building the business idea and choosing who I want to serve. And that has been like a process, like gaining more and more clarity of my clients and like the way how I want to serve them. So that, that was then kind of like with the truth to trial and error, <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, because in the beginning, I was like, I want to do that. I want to help these people. I want yeah. this. This is what I'm doing here. And I did not really ask, do they want the help or what they want? And I just wanted to give them what they need and kind of seeing things from my perspective instead of asking like what kind of support they would like to have and how I could be most in service. Where would you say that that came from? I mean, was it always that way? Was it something that you experience, which then causes you to, to always want to serve people and help people? Because there are some that, that do have this, that feel that they're, they're born with it or something's happened to them. And there are other people that don't have the, the same calling or the same drive to do things in the same way. So is there anything that you can pinpoint that maybe contributed to that? I think we all have our different paths here and the reasons why we are here. And we have all what I call like our own missions in life. And that's why like my path is my path, like how I feel what I'm here to do and different people, they have their own paths. And it's just the way, what kind of experiences we are here to have and because we are learning through all our experiences and I have felt that calling to be in service and support and if I'm truly honest my mission here like what I really feel in my heart is to bring even more light into this world and it's been just a journey to find a way how to do that in in this realm and physical reality 
And I found out that my gifts, combining the spiritual awareness, and then having also the mind that can see like steps and create like strategies, can support then other people who have heard the calling and like kind of want to start following the calling and bringing their gifts into this world. And I'm here to support them so that they can share their message and share their gifts with more people. Right, got yeah, yeah. So it, it's probably a combination of a lot of things, isn't it? It's never, it's never simple. It's never straightforward. There's always more, more to the story, I guess. So, what's the, what's the first steps like? If someone was to come to you who was a, a client, and they were like, okay, well, I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm interested in giving it a go. I'm open-minded enough to, to try the, the, um, the concepts that you've got and all those certain strategies and techniques and and all those sorts of things. What's the, the first steps that you take them through if they're open-minded to the idea? I usually start with know yourself. That is the step to start with because we need to know what are your gifts and what are the challenges that are on the way to create the life or the business you desire because sometimes most likely when people come to me they normally have tried something that didn't work and then they are open to seek the support so we check what has been the blocks on the way and then we start defining and clarifying also the goal how would you like your service business or your practice to look like and then there is the steps that we start building how to get there but it's first you need to know yourself to finding the what are your what I call so-called shine factors what comes easy to you what are your gifts and then also and this is something we usually want to skip. It's like looking into the other side of the coin and what could be so-called shadow factors, what might be the things that are stopping you or blocking you or slowing you down to create the life you want to create. And these can be, for example, sometimes we might experience unworthiness. And a lot of people who I help, they have issues with, receiving money like getting paid for their services they don't even want to ask the payment because they they have a block with uh, receiving money so these are the kind of knowing yourself and then knowing building the business what kind of business or practice you want to create and then starting to build the steps how you get there how do you identify what a block is? Because you, you've mentioned blocks a few times and I, I don't like to assume that, that I know what that means. So what, what are 
blocks. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're just like mental blocks or things that that tend to stop you without thinking that they're stopping you. You know, like it's almost like it's an unconscious thing. But mm-hmm. um, what 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 would they mean to you? Yeah, there there is a lot to do with our mind, our mental blocks, because those are the biggest ones. It's not that much the outside blocks. Of course, there might be like, for example, I don't have money to invest to invest in my business yeah but that my that blog as well come might come from your mind and then there might be also some energetic blocks on certain level that can be can be also resolved by becoming more and more aware what is it really that is blocking you and mostly it goes inside of us it's an inner game thing and then we just manifest those things appear outside of our our ourselves so it is a lot to do with the mind our mind and it's so powerful do you have um, a process that maybe you could take our, our listeners through so it doesn't have to be a a great big coaching session but it could be just maybe a series of questions or even uh even just um maybe a list of things that they could tick like if there's things that they would tick to say okay this is what's happening this is what's happening this is what's happening what's a certain process that we could follow to help us at least get clearer on what our own blocks are great that you ask and one of my favorite questions you should know by now is why (laughs) so (laughs) i use that word also during my processes and one of the first thing is normally i ask people to tell about their dream like write down and if you're doing this on your own writing down is so powerful because it kind of becomes more real because our mind can be very tricky sometimes and it can shift and shape things but when we write it down it becomes more real so that's one of the methods i use with my clients so one first thing would be like i would ask them to if i'm talking with them tell about their dream tell build the vision what is there that they would like to create, like allowing themselves to have the moment to dream what they want to create. And then write down the main points. And, And then that could be like, then if they, the next step would be then taking it because that is a big vision where they first go but that's needed so that we know the direction then the next step would be like if they would have i asked them usually if you would have a realistic magic wand where would you like to be within six months or a year so that's a step two then like creating a little bit closer vision what would you like to have that has happened and then we tap into a little bit with the emotion because while they are describing that it's also like what would it do for you 
if you had it just the way you wanted. So you, if you're listening to this, you can journal about it. Like, what would it really do for you if you had it? And when we have built that vision, when we have built the, like the milestone within the six months or a year, and then just having the emotional connection to that, then we start looking what comes up when we start thinking of having all that. Maybe there is something that appears that is the very thing that is slowing you down, blocking you, or stopping you. And this might appear as a negative thought, self-doubt, feeling unworthy, or having like doubts, how could I have that? Who am I to do this? But you have your own challenges. So then we would list down all those things. Because these are the blocks that I, I've been talking about. These are the blocks that can we can find a way to break through when we bring our awareness to them. Because if we are not aware of our blocks, it's like you try to walk in a dark room and you don't see what's there. So you stumble and you step on things. But when you put the lights on, it's so much more easier to see, ah, there's this chair, there's something on the floor, I step over it or I go around and I move forward. So we, we spend some time talking about the blocks that might be there on the way. So that's, that's then a step that we end process we do. And then starting to find ways how you can move forward or what you are learning through these blocks. So that's then the step to find the learning and so that you can move forward. So that would be a little bit the process we would start and of course we would go very deeper and deeper into it but it is basically creating the vision, creating milestones, and then becoming more aware of the things that are on the way and then learning from them so that you can solve them. Thanks for, for sharing that, Katya. I mean, it's, it's a process that I'd imagine people listening would, would want to, to go away and use and maybe at least get clearer on some answers, maybe just understand themselves a little bit more. But whenever, whenever people tend to, to go down these processes, whenever people tend to, to try to understand things like that a little bit more, one of the things that came up for people that, that I've spoken to and, uh, well, yeah, mostly just people that I've spoken to is they don't tend to believe what they tell themselves so what i mean by that is is they don't trust themselves enough to think that the answers that they can come up with themselves are actually the case like they'd rather go to um an, an external source right so even if they would say the same thing they would rather have someone else tell them than 
believe whatever it is that you tell themselves. What are your thoughts on that? That is quite a human nature that we have. We want to know ourselves, but then we sometimes need the confirmation from outside. We are seeking that. We are seeking validation. And when we are doing this kind of processes, I, it is good that you would work with somebody that can be the mirror to you. And reflecting back the things that you might say and then having that experience there to take you through these processes and hearing other person say because sometimes we do need to hear it even though how much we might say it we might still seek the that somebody else will say it and one thing I have sometimes shared with my clients is if you really truly need somebody to say something to you, you can even record that on your phone nowadays. It's easy and just play back to you the sentence or the word that you need to hear. So that way you get that, um, get that experience that you are seeking. All right, so it is like this is something that we're seeking all the time, and it's not just it's not just when when this when this journey happens, when this journey starts, is something that we're seeking all the time. This this validation, as you said, and yeah, I, I can sort of see how that would work, and it's it's almost like it's if if they can confirm it or just agree, even if it's something that they're feeling as well, or something that that they know to be the case. If it's something that someone's discovered, something's realised through going um, through a process that you mentioned before, if someone just goes, you're on the right track there, sometimes that can just be enough to to make them feel like they're on the right track, even if you know, even if it's just the, the case of just agreeing with that person. If it's just the case of agreeing with them, then they're not really changing what the thought is. All they're providing them with is like permission or or validation or a, a kind of sounding board, I guess, just so then they can understand that they are on the right track. So yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And it's it's hard to it's hard to know what that's like unless you you've been through a journey that involves the the actual self-doubt and all the elements that go along with that. So, yeah, I mean, thanks for, for digging into the weeds there with us, Katya. Just before we, we get to the last couple of the questions, um, what would you say were the most important things that, that you've learned? So you've been through quite a lot, and it would be, I guess, a way of summing things up to, to go about this in this way, but I figured we'd, we'd go there. Um, what, what would you say would be the most important things that you've learned through the, the process that you've been through and the story that you've had? The most valuable thing, one of the most valuable things is like the resilience of how resilient human beings are. Like we might go through very challenging experiences, but we can find the strength to continue 
and we can find a way to heal ourselves and get find, discover the joy of life again so it's been a journey for me to really truly start appreciating the beauty of our life and don't get me wrong like there are moments when it's been very challenging very tough but through those moments it's also like the growth and the learning and the awareness that has grown within so i'd really say that discovering the beauty of life through our experiences has been one of the greatest gifts that i have received in this in this journey and finding the gratitude has been the biggest key all right katia well last couple of questions for you before we before we finish and before we before we get to the the final few questions if someone wants to find out a bit more about you where can people go they can come to my website i hope you will put it uh, on the comments it's my name katia rosanen dot com and there i offer free resources i write a blog and share a lot of information as well as on my facebook page which is katira sanan 22 number and those are the places where you where you can find more information about me and my work so i welcome you there all right sounds good so next question is have you got any books that you would recommend to someone that wanted to go down the more spiritual path? Oh, there are so many, so many beautiful <laughs> books. <laughs> so, so I don't have one book to recommend because it's also like it differs. It's people have their own taste. But if you are, feel called to for a book, just tune into that because when you start saying asking question i would like to learn more you will find books that just come to you this has happened to me like many times so just be open to receive um but you need to ask the questions so then you will start seeing signs and find the book that suits you the best but if you want um reach out to me personally i'm happy to hear more about your situation and then i can recommend better the books all right sounds good um last question for you katya and this is one that i ask all the guests and it tends to veer off or can to veer off into different territory than what we've spoken about before and it is what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what would that be? What they don't already know. Well, I think there is the, I'm here with the light mission. I think there are some people who know that. But I think I would like that to be known more that I'm here to 
bring even more light into this world and serve those who are ready to take the they next steps on their mission on their fulfilling their purpose so that's something i would love people to know well i think that's a great way to finish off katia thanks for being a, a guest on the show i really appreciate you carving out the time and uh, i'm sure we'll keep in touch thank you so much it was my pleasure to be here today thank you <laughs>